Hi, everyone. My name is Casey Michelle. I am a journalist in New York, and I cover transnational money laundering for a number of outlets. I'm joined today with David Zaccone, who is an assistant professor of political science at George Washington University, as well as the co-founder of the Anti-Corruption Data Collective. And we are here today to talk to you about some of our recent findings published in foreign policy regarding um, the, uh, 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 the the new data that we have uncovered uh, and identified and organized regarding how America's cultural institutions are being fueled and funded by post-Soviet post corruption, that is to say, uh, suspect and suspicious money coming into American cultural institutions, uh, regardless of any concerns about anti-money laundering or hypocrisy writ large. Uh, David, I know we only have a few minutes here, but I was wondering if you could take us through some of the top line findings findings from what we uh, uncovered regarding this phenomenon. Sure. It's great to be here. So we were interested in, in looking at influence abroad um, by oligarchs. So we have seen a lot of examples of oligarchs making philanthropic contributions and getting involved in some kind of political activities, interfering um, in elections potentially. But we don't really have a we didn't really have a comprehensive understanding of like the magnitude and the scale of especially post-Soviet oligarchs and the, and the money that they're feeding into different communities and different countries and so forth. So what we did is we we did a very basic data set construction of taking about a dozen oligarchs that had popped up in, in recent controversy around uh, the American election system in the last four years, extending all the way to kind of satellites of, of the Trump campaign and the Trump administration and looked at all the, the contributions they made to, to 501c3s, to the NGOs, museums, healthcare organizations, and so forth, and came up with a massive amount, you know, in the hundreds of millions of dollars donated over the last two decades by oligarchs in this country. And it's all perfectly legal. And a lot of the, these organizations have benefited greatly from accepting these donations. And we think that this spotlight just need to be shown on the practice of, of oligarchs putting money into a different type of, of activity and, and outcome in the U.S. Yeah, and it's worth highlighting again and reinforcing the fact that this isn't simply a post-Soviet phenomenon. This isn't simply money coming out of Russia or Ukraine tied to uh, oligarchs and other uh, uh, interference-related actors. This is coming from all across the world, China, the Gulf states, South Asia, uh, uh, you name it. This is an ample area for further research uh, moving forward. And it also ties into broader concerns and, and broader considerations about uh, uh, anti-money laundering and due diligence policies uh, across the board. And again, specifically here in the U.S., this is everything from Chelsea company formation to hedge funds and private equity to real estate to escrow agents i mean you name the industry and odds are there are concerns and considerations about potential anti-money laundering and due diligence policies moving forward especially as it pertains to funds linked directly to figures that we have again come to know over the past few years specifically for their role in russian interference and other electoral interference uh, operations uh, elsewhere. David, I know in our piece, there are a number of recommendations that we lay out and put forward. Thankfully, we're not the only ones researching this. There are a number of our colleagues who, are also have, who also have a forthcoming paper from the National Endowment of Democracy examining this specific phenomenon, especially as it pertains to funding in the university sector in the US and in the United Kingdom. Uh, could you lay out some of the recommendations that we included in our piece uh, uh, for policymakers and for the uh, for industries moving forward? Yeah, sure. Uh, before we actually get to like what we might do to stop it, we probably understand, need to understand why they do it. And sure, sure. I think first is that you know, some of these oligarchs have pet causes and, and they want to contribute to 
a foundation that maybe is tackling a disease that affected somebody in their family. So sometimes it's really personal to them, the gifts that they're giving. They have a vested interest in some cultural or educational activity. But we hypothesize that more often than not, it's part of this practice called reputation laundering, where you know oligarchs give money to organizations abroad to make themselves look better, to whitewash some of their you know bad or you know unsavory suspicious practices in the past and ingratiate themselves into Western society and you know oftentimes they've acquired citizenship and want to, this kind of completes that circle of integration and, and assimilation especially in in the higher levels of um, elite communities mm-hmm. so to understand that you need to kind of go back and say okay who are the who are the gatekeepers who's allowing this reputation laundering debt happen within the, the charitable community. And you know, these are organizations that are not necessarily tracking these donations. They're not putting the, organ- the oligarchs through what we might call PEP or politically exposed people databases that, for example, the banks do. They're not doing the necessary due diligence all of the time on a lot of these big names and more or less blindly accepting the money and, and treating it just as a, a token donation from an American citizen. So first and foremost, we need more transparency about this. We need databases mm-hmm. for any donations above, you know, a reasonable threshold so that the public knows that when they visit or, you know, contribute or, you know, engage with a charitable organization, they know where that money is, is coming from. It's funding those activities. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, these big organizations, institutions, and, you know, they're massive in scale. They have the resources to set up committees to, to filter out or at least to assess the type of people that it want to give them money. And, you know, a lot of times there's huge risks if they make the wrong decision. And they need to be a little bit more active and aggressive in figuring out where the money's coming from. Yeah, and this is especially true right now as we have this COVID-related recession and other uh, related financial and economic crunches moving forward. As nonprofits are going to be continually looking for uh, external donations, now is the time to ramp up those due diligence considerations and make sure that they are not participating in this reputation laundering schemes.